Chapter 19 The Ordeal of Richard Feverell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. The Ordeal of Richard Feverell by George Meredith. Chapter 19 A Diversion Played on a Penny Whistle. Away with systems, away with a corrupt world. Let us breathe the air of the enchanted island. Golden lie the meadows, golden run the streams. Red gold is on the pine stems. The sun is coming down to earth and walks the fields and the waters. The sun is coming down to earth and in the fields and the waters shout to him golden shouts. He comes, and his heralds run before him, and touch the leaves of oaks and plains and beeches lucid green, and the pine stems redder gold, leaving brightest footprints upon thickly weeded banks, where the foxgloves' last upper bells incline, and bramble shoots wander amid moist, rich herbage. The plumes of the woodland are alight, and beyond them, over the open, tis a race with the long-thrown shadows, a race across the heaths and up the hills, till, at the farthest bourne of mounted eastern cloud, the heralds of the sun lay rosy fingers and rest. Sweet are the shy recesses of the woodland, the ray treads softly there, a film athwart the pathway quivers many-hued, against purple shade fragrant with warm pines deep moss beds feathery ferns the little brown squirrel drops tail and leaps the inmost bird is startled to a chance tuneless note from silence into silence things move peeps of the reveling splendor above and around enliven the conscious full heart within the flaming west the crimson heights shower their glories through voluminous leafage. But these are bowers where deep bliss dwells, imperial joy that owes no fealty to yonder glories, in which the young lamb gambles and the spirits of men are glad. Descend, great radiance, embrace creation with beneficent fire, and pass from us, you and the vice-regal light that succumbs to you, and all heavenly pageants are the ministers and the slaves of the throbbing content within. For this is the home of the enchantment. Here, secluded from vexed shores, the prince and princess of the island meet. Here, like darkling nightingales, they sit, and into eyes and ears and hands poor endless ever fresh treasures of their souls roll on grinding wheels of the world cries of ships going down in a calm groans of a system which will not know its rightful hour of exultation complain to the universe you are not heard here he calls her by her name lucy and she blushing at her great boldness has called him by his Richard. Those two names are the keynotes of the wonderful harmonies the angels sing aloft. Lucy, my beloved, O oh, Richard, out in the world there, 
on the skirts of the woodland a sheep boy pipes to meditative eve on a penny whistle love's musical instrument is as old and as poor it has but two stops and yet you see the cunning musician does thus much with it other speech they have little light foam playing upon waves of feeling and of feeling compact that bursts only when the sweeping volume is too wild and is no more than their sigh of tenderness spoken perhaps love played his tune so well because their natures had unblunted edges and were keen for bliss confiding in it as natural food to gentlemen and ladies he fine draws upon the viol ravishingly or blows into the mellow bassoon or rouses the heroic ardors of the trumpet or it may be commands the whole orchestra for them and they are pleased he is still the cunning musician they languish and taste ecstasy but it is however sonorous an earthly concert for them the spheres move not to two notes they have lost or forfeited and never known the first supersensual spring of the ripe senses into passion when they carry the soul with them and have the privileges of spirits to walk disembodied boundlessly to feel or one has it and the other is a dead body ambrosia let them eat and drink the nectar here sit a couple to whom love's simple bread and water is a finer feast pipe happy sheep bop love irradiated angels unfold your wings and lift your voices they have outflown philosophy their instinct has shot beyond the ken of science they were made for their eden and this divine gift was in store for me so runs the internal outcry of each clasping each it is their recurring refrain to the harmonies how it illumined the years gone by and suffused the living future you for me i for you we are born for each other they believe that the angels have been busy about them from their cradles the celestial hosts have worthily striven to bring them together and o oh, victory o oh, wonder after toil and pain and difficulties exceeding the celestial hosts have succeeded here we two sit who are written above as one pipe happy love pipe on to these dear innocents the tide of color has ebbed from the upper sky in the west the sea of sunken fire draws back and the stars leap forth and tremble and retire before the advancing moon who slips the silver train of cloud from her shoulders and with her foot upon the pine tops surveys heaven lucy did you never dream of meeting me oh richard yes for i remembered you lucy and did you pray that we might meet i did young as when she looked upon the lovers in paradise the fair immortal journeys onward fronting her it is not night but veiled day full half the sky is flushed not darkness not day but the nuptials of the two my own my own for ever you are pledged to me 
Whisper. He hears the delicious music. And you are mine? A soft beam travels to the fern covert under the pine wood where they sit. And for answer he has her eyes turned to him an instant, timidly fluttering over the depths of his, and then downcast, for through her eyes her soul is naked to him. Lucy, my bride, my life! The night-jar spins his dark monotony on the branch of the pine. The soft beam travels round them and listens to their hearts. Their lips are locked. Pipe no more love for a time. Pipe as you will, you cannot express their first kiss. Nothing of its sweetness and of the sacredness of it nothing. St. Cecilia up aloft, before the silver organ-pipes of paradise, pressing fingers upon all the notes of which love is but one. From her you may hear it. So love is silent. Out in the world there, on the skirts of the woodland, the self-satisfied sheep-boy delivers a last complacent squint down the length of his penny whistle, and with a flourish correspondingly awry, he also marches into silence hailed by supper. The woods are still. There is heard but the night-jar spinning on the pine branch, circled by moonlight. End of chapter 19